0: Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron of Biblical Archaeology Today. I am so grateful you're here with us. I'm very thankful to be your host. We're looking at the Royal House of David inscription, also known as the Tell Dan Stele, And I've actually been there and seen the reproduction of it at on site in situ from the 9th century BC. Um, I've done some other podcasts on this if you want to check it out. And... This is coming from Unearthing the Bible, a great book by Titus Kennedy, Harvest House Publishing, 101 Archaeological Discoveries that Bring the Bible to Life. So, you know, all of them have some different viewpoints, and usually even if it's just one nugget that you didn't get anywhere else, it's just worth it. Got a couple of great pictures. We're using this as a textbook, and I do recommend you get it. It's absolutely fantastic. So let's get started. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for being here. And all of our uh, long-time and medium-range listeners as well, thank you. You're what makes it, and we just do this because we uh, know God wants us to show that the Bible's absolutely true. We just did a series of podcasts on the uh, veracity of uh, the Bible and the life of Jesus. So as skepticism toward the Bible as a historically reliable document increased, many scholars eventually began to claim that David was a fictitious king, since no ancient evidence had been discovered to corroborate his position as king or even his existence. Now, we'll say this when you're dealing with uh, archaeology in the Holy Land, it's not just a biblical thing, it is a political thing. Because Islamic scholars, Palestinians, you know, obviously they have a vested interest saying, Israelites never really existed any large quantity. There was no Solomon's Temple. There was you know, no united monarchy. There was no House of David. On and on is because of different claimants on the Holy Land. So it, and sometimes obviously bias creeps in. All of us can be guilty of cognitive biases. So during excavations at ancient Dan in 1993, fragments of a ninth century, this is 800 BC, Aramean victory stelae were discovered at the base of a wall on the edge of a plaza near the main city gate. Presumably the stelae, or steel, it pronounced either way, would have been uh, erected at the entrance to the city, and the stone monument is estimated to have been originally been 3.3 feet tall and 19.6 inches wide. However, it was smashed in antiquity, probably by the Israelites, when they regained the power of the city. Written in Aramaic, which is interesting cuz this is a very old Aramaic. The recovered stele consists of three main fragments comprising 13 lines of text. I've studied uh, what's known as biblical Hebrew, also paleo Hebrew, tiny little bits of Aramaic over the years. Aramaic is close to uh especially in a sense paleo Hebrew, but they're not exact. So like if you, just cuz you know Hebrew doesn't necessarily no Aramaic and vice versa, but it may be easier to learn. So uh there's three main fragments comprising of 13 lines of text, text narrating victories, which is common. <laughs> it's still that way. I mean, we don't we don't have the Vietnam Memorial. We lost the Vietnam War. You know what I'm saying? It just you don't do that. Um Narrating victories, the inscription means Jehoram of Israel and. Abazihu of Judah. So that's pretty interesting. That's another thing, a facet of the Tel Dan Stele I've tried to bring out, is we concentrate so much on the house of David aspect. There's a lot of other interesting stuff in there as well, such as what we just mentioned, the Jehoram of Israel, and it has the Ahizhu of Judah. Although the name of the Aramean king is not found on the known text. The text is probably Haziel of Aram or Ben-Hadad II of Aram. We're both recorded in the book of Kings as having waged war against Israel, and we're based at Damascus about 30 miles to the northeast, which is interesting. I've been to like the Golan Heights. I had, you know, till you're over there, you, you don't really realize how small Israel is, really small, and how close it is to Damascus and Amman and really even Riyadh and all this, it's It's like I live in the state of Georgia, and I would assume that even like Riyadh, Mecca, and all of that from Jerusalem is not as far away as like from one end of Georgia to the other. I don't have those figures in front of me. I'm just, it's educated guess. If it is, it's not much further. In the context of these kings of Israel, even like uh, Cairo, just not far from Jerusalem, what we consider, five, I mean, maybe what, a three or four hour drive or something if there's an interstate. In the context of these kings of Israel and Judah, on line nine of the Stele, the house of David, bit David, is noted in the original ruling house of the Israelite kingdom. The house of formula was common in the ancient Near East as a designation for a founder of a royal house, which demonstrates that David was known as the king of Israel and first in the dynasty, even by the neighboring Arameans. And so Saul would not have been looked at because it wasn't his reign as well. It wasn't his lineage, his DNA per se. I mean, I know Benjamin Judah, but we won't go into all that. I think you know what I'm saying. After analysis, the stele was confirmed to be the earliest known reference to King David, the Israelite monarch. The monumental inscription was carved into basalt and placed at Dan by the Arameans after they conquered the Israelites and subdued the city as early as 870 B.C. And portions of that's found in Holy Scripture. This phrase may not have been this particular, you know, because there were many incursions back and forth, if you know what I'm saying. So uh these incursions are mentioned, maybe not this specific one. After analysis, steel was confirmed to be the earliest known reference to King David, the Israelite monarch. Um this phrase House of David is also found in the books of Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Psalms, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Zechariah, the presence of David on a victory stele of the Aramaeans, enemies enemies of Israel, means that it could not have been propaganda about a legendary king, indicating that David referred to on the stele was a historical king, and that is a tremendous point. It wasn't a forgery. The inscription House of David is extremely significant due to its ancient attestation, really only, you know, 50 to 75 years after David's life, um, something like that, maybe a century, not long, indicating that David referred to the steel as a historical king. Um... And so this was disputed by many scholars prior to the discovery of the Tildan Stele. Subsequent to its discovery, the 9th century Mesha Stele was reevaluated. And also found that it too had the phrase House of David returning to the royal descendants of David. Then also there is an uh, Egyptian phrase of the Negev, which is the southern part of Israel, down Beersheba and below, of the heights of David heights of david so now there's kind of universally seen to be three references to david and the house of david in the ancient world extraordinarily significant when this came out it was many were saying it was the most significant find even beyond the dead sea scrolls um it's still extraordinarily significant but it may not maybe you know That's all subjective, especially in the political realm. It's massively uh, seen. And it's something I've encountered all throughout my life, too, is liberalism will make a claim. David never lived. This will go on for decades. And then, boom, it's discovered the Bible's right. This happens constantly to the fact, you know, now when somebody says, well, general scholarship says, it's like, just stick with the Bible. It's always right. It just really is empirically. So God bless. We love you. Thanks for being here. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church family, and maybe consider getting a journal or notebook, writing down things you find interesting, just line two, three every day. We'll see you later. A lot of our homeschoolers, we want to say God bless you homeschoolers. Bye-bye.